Hello? Jess! Yeah? Have you been to Marine Depot's new section, the personals? The what? They have a personal section. Mar- you know, for like finding a mate? Marine Depot is expanding into dating services? They already have forums, they already sell stuff, they have blogs. It only makes sense to have personals. I mean, there's people always looking for other mates, and this is a little different. You gotta go there. MarineDepot.com slash personals. Alright, hold on. Let me know when it comes up. All right. (laughs) All right. So I saw this and I instantly thought I had to call you because I know you're all about the dating personals and all this stuff. And this just made me laugh. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. So. Clownfish. Here's the very you know. Here's the one that caught my eye. I love clownfish. Single female seeking male. Prefer smaller male, but must be a good dancer and not mind a dominating personality. Looking for good lines and wants lots of children. <laughs> okay, okay, That's here, so here, here, cute. One. I, got, I got one. I got a good one. Lionfish right. seeking life partner. One with a decent appetite. You must enjoy hunting, long swims, and not mind my stingy bits. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here's one under octopus. Cephalopod seeks counterpart, must identify sex prior to engagement, makes sense, and prefers meeting in a secluded spot. Inking not tolerated. <laughs> nice. I don't like tattoos either. Well, they're all right. But anyway, um, cleaner shrimp, looking <laughs> for companionship, but not necessary. I'm a productive member of the community, have a compulsive need to keep clean, and I've been known to steal food from the slow eaters around me. You know... I have a friend that's exactly like that, and we call her the seagull, because no matter what you're eating, she'll always eat off of it. It's annoying. <laughs> Don't be seagulls, people. Don't be seagulls. Do you think she lists out her personals? No. I'm a seagull. But... <laughs> <laughs> she should, because they're guaranteed right. to like have one-third less of whatever they're eating. That's creepy. All right, let's see. Uh, Mandarin. Female looking for psychedelic male. I'm not picky, except with eating. But I do like a strong swimmer and prefer a mate with good night vision. <laughs> cute. Oh, 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 wait. I got a good one. I got a good one. Clam. Looking for a spawner. Plain and simple. If you're not male and sexually active, don't apply. Size doesn't matter, but gigas are preferred. <laughs> that sounds like... Nice. I think I would answer that one. Yeah, because... Yeah. All right. Never, <laughs> never mind. Yellow chorus wrasse. I like this one. Looking for similar-minded partner. No jumpers. That's why I'm a widow. Send picture of your sand bed. Nice. <laughs> all right, all right. Last one. Last Get one. it, bed. All right, last next one. Last bed. one. Anemone seeking friendship only. I offer protection to the right candidate. Love to share a meal with you. I have a manus. If you're not okay with that, please move on. <laughs> wow. That's just gross. <laughs> So, I thought that was pretty cool. I couldn't believe they came out with this new section, but, you know, apparently livestock needs mates, too, and they're running ads on Marine Depot. (laughs) Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. It's episode number eight, and we're happy to be here. Eight, nine, who's counting? It's somewhere, it's the October podcast, and that's what matters. And, you know, I told Jesse, I will not shave until this podcast comes out. And, guys, you should see him on camera right now. He's a beast. I'm starting to look like Matt Peterson. You know what? Stay still. (laughs) I'm going to take a screenshot for everybody to uh, see this. And uh, we'll put it in the show notes, people. (laughs) All right, save it. I have to get my uh, screen capture thing open. So, no, here, look at this. Look at me and smile, Mark. All right. Three, two, one. Ding. (laughs) All right. Nice. Whiskery fool. I cannot wait to shave. Let's get this podcast out. 
Well, before we go into the new show, let's wrap up what happened with the end of the last podcast. Because, as you know, I had put out the question, or actually I asked you to put out the question, do people listen to the podcast <laughs> and never go to our website? Of course you'd start there. Why would I think differently? <laughs> oh, tell me those words. I just want to hear them. Mark, you were right. <sighs> Music to my ears. <laughs> All right, so this is what happened, people. I put out a call a call to action for you guys to write me if there were any people that actually listen to the podcast and don't um, don't go to refatics.com. And I have to say, I was very surprised <laughs> with, the, with the response. Um, I got a healthy number of emails saying that they are the only people that actually listen. They say they rarely go to the website or whatever, or they frequent other websites or whatever. Um, they're going to burn in hell or whatever. No, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I got enough responses. Now, some of them did say they don't like, uh, they don't care if Mark repeats things about articles. Some people say that they do like it because they do check, go check it out if there's something important. Um, a couple of people just flamed us and said, stop talking about crap and bantering and just get down to the basics. But then, you know, then I think that nobody would actually listen to us because we would be really boring. Keep on um, referring to some articles. I mean, until I receive hate mail, I guess. We'll try to keep it to a minimum and also try to keep our banter down to a minimum and include more technical information. I feel that it's important that you guys know what's going on. So when you ever hear a new podcast come out, we want you to know if you come to the front page of refaddicts.com, you'll find the article about the newest podcast with show notes. And in the show notes, there'll be links to articles, products, pricing, images, anything we can to give you more information other than us speaking a thousand words per item. All right, so let's kind of get people caught up on what's going on. I realize this podcast oftentimes talks about things that involve me, but that makes sense because it's my podcast. But I do feel that the majority of people are interested to know what's going on with the tank, what's going on with the construction, when I'm getting the new tank, because everyone I talk to says, what's the news? I get instant messenger, I get emails, I get phone calls, I get voicemails, I get texts, I get, I get hit from every direction. And everyone wants to know, have you got the new tank yet? No, I do not. But I've been very busy getting the fish room ready. And I think Jesse has come to realize that I won't do anything halfway at this point. No, Mark, you definitely have gone out of your way with the fish room. I'm, I'm, I, shh, because you're never going to hear this again. I'm a little bit impressed. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. The old fish room was six years old, and it was falling apart. The old tank, it was six years old. It was falling apart. Everything was slowly dying, and I was having to replace one thing after another. I was buying new pumps. I was buying new ballasts. I was buying new this. I was buying new that. And I just, I knew it was like a ticking time bomb. And when the tank started leaking, and I had to get a new tank, I started thinking, well, I want new of this, and I want new of that. And then I thought, well, I want a new fish room. I don't <laughs> I don't want to use this old room. <laughs> I want new sheetrock. I want new two-by-fours. I want new wiring. I want new concrete. And I gutted the entire room. I took it down to the slab, and I took it up to the truck. Isn't that the same thing you do with and relationships? <laughs> kind of, yeah. I start from scratch, don't I? <laughs> no, I, I just found that I didn't like how every time I take someone to tour the fish room, how they fall into the fish room because they didn't know to step down. So it seemed logical. Let me pour concrete to where the floor is the same height when you walk in. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, then I might as well get the walls out of the way and build new walls on the new concrete foundation. And I documented all the stuff in my blog with tons of pictures of every step of the way. So every single one of these, this information that I'm sharing with you now will be in the show notes where you can get completely caught up and find out what happened. But uh, I guess the concrete was a really big deal. I had to build a form for it. My son helped me with getting things out of the way. We had to relocate the water heater. We had Bobby come over to redo the plumbing that was in the concrete that I cut open and jackhammered open and chiseled out of the way to get access to these old pipes that are 40 years old. And he rerouted them with lots of copper. And by the way, copper is really expensive. <laughs> 
I mean, it's like just the copper was like a couple of hundred dollars. I was like, wow, okay, well, I need it because the water heater is in my way and I want it out Couldn't of the way. Couldn't you just like melt down a bunch of pennies or something? <laughs> you would think and then make it into round pipes of my own <laughs> DIY, DIY, baby. No, it, it was expensive and I just didn't care. I was like, it has to be done and I hope it'll last forever. So I just felt like it was a good investment. We brought home over 4,000 pounds of concrete. 50 bags that were 80 pounds each. Oh my gosh. And we had to we had to do two truckloads because one truck carrying 2000 pounds on the back was enough to make the truck kind of dance down the freeway. So it was important to get all, you know, to do it a little bit at a time. Then we rented a giant machine that mixed the concrete that I pulled home behind my vehicle and we'd mix up seven bags at a time, dump that into a wheelbarrow, roll it into the garage to the form. I'd scoop out concrete in a bucket and pour it out all the way at the other end of the room and keep making trips back and forth, bucket after bucket after bucket of concrete until I got to the point where I could actually start sloshing it into the form and make the floor floor level. Wow. Then we we inserted the French drain, full-length room, so that way if there's any kind of flooding, hopefully it'll go down the drain and exit the garage cleanly and not ruin my walls. Uh, We've run new wiring. We have a new sub-panel. So now when... I'm cooking in the kitchen or I'm watching television in the living room. I'm not sharing those circuits with the aquarium ever again. Nice. Because it was very annoying when something would trip and then it would kill a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would kill the TV, the surround sound, the Blu-ray. You know, everything would be off at once. You have to restart everything and find your spot in the movie. That was really annoying. I, you know, I'm trying to plan how to do these circuits. For example, there's a dedicated circuit for the air conditioner unit that's going to cool the fish room. And I've decided I want to run another wire to another spot in the room for the heaters that are going to be in the sump. Because typically the heaters are on in the winter and in the summer the air conditioner is on. And they're going to pretty much pull about the same amount of power. But I don't want to share the heaters with my lighting or share it with my return pump. You know, I want to keep those separate. So I'm trying to anticipate things that can go wrong and hopefully do it right with this tank so that it goes well. Yeah, most definitely. The new wall went up, and the final wall is not in place yet because we still have to bring in the stand, the tank, my ginormous water container. <laughs> um, I was One night, I had Jesse on the iPhone with me. We were using FaceTime, and I was just giving her a tour of the dilapidated fish room. I mean, I've ripped out the sheetrock ceiling. I have had all the insulation rained down into the room. We bagged it up and got it out of the way. And uh, so I was showing her that, and since I was kind of like, I knew things had to be done. I just kind of put the phone to the side of the room on the wall. And I had her watch as I was pulling nails out of the studs. And she was like, that's crazy. I mean, you're actually doing this work? (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, I couldn't. um... Basically, Jesse said to me, that's crazy. It looked, I always thought, you know, everything gets accomplished. You share your pictures online. And I just picture a bunch of Mexicans going in there and doing all this work for you. And that's not true. <laughs> I'm not hiring out day laborers or bringing in illegals to do this work. It's DIY from the ground up. And I'm pulling out nails and I'm removing screws and I'm preparing it for new sheetrock. And uh, she just, you know, because I'm never in the pictures. Yeah. Because, you know, I can't take pictures of myself doing stuff. <laughs> I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're always looking for a profile pic. Whatever. <laughs> So the the room's coming along nicely. I picked up a big, ginormous water container, uh, 265 gallons, which is way more than I need. I pictured I wanted like a 200-gallon container, but when I was pricing them, they were like $200, and then delivery was like another $190. So it'd be $400 for a container, and I wasn't going to pay that much. That's crazy talk. So a club member told me to look on Craigslist, which I'd never thought of doing. And he gave me a couple of links, and I contacted one of them. And the person replied and said that he had several of this 265-gallon container and that they make vodka. And I knew that's where I had to go because, number one, I've been using vodka in my tank for the last two and a half years. And I thought, how clean could this container be filled with vodka? I have nothing to fear that there's any kind of pollutants. I mean, it it's like, you know, it's alcohol. It's going to be completely pure. So I got to get a behind-the-scenes tour of how vodka is made, how it's distilled, how it's bottled. 
and the guy helped me load up my vehicle with this container, which is 88 inches tall and 31 inches wide. It's a beast. I even got a bottle of vodka out of the deal. Nice. You're so lucky. <clears throat> well, I was gonna, I was trying to buy, you know, I said, okay, what is it called? So, because I'm in this giant warehouse that's got 500, 600, 700 gallon containers filled with vodka. Wow. That's not like seeing little bottles. So I was like, what are, what is it called? So I can go to a liquor store and buy it. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I'll give you one. And so he goes over to the side of a 600 gallon container and opens a little spigot. And fills up my bottle until foam is pouring out the top. And he just like rubs it off with his thumb and screws on the cap and hands me my bottle of vodka. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's not how vodka goes in a bottle. And I mean, not in my brain. You know, I've seen on the food channel how it's made. See, now you understand why I don't think that you actually do the work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just picture machines kind of like automating and tubing sends it to the bottles. And yeah, it's Mexicans filling up bottles of vodka. Yeah, sure. (laughs) They do everything in America, don't they? (laughs) Stop it. They're hardworking people. Right? <laughs> Terribly hardworking people. So I came home with my bottle of vodka, my giant container, which will not fit in the room if the wall was in the way. So it's waiting. The room also has been plumbed for a for hot and cold water to have a, a, like a utility sink to wash my aquarium gear. Uh, new lighting was added to the room so that I can see better, you know, just like an extra light fixture and plugs are here and there the garage circuit is totally separate from the aquarium room so that way when i'm running table saws and stuff it doesn't affect anything inside i'm very excited about all this happening and it's very expensive but i feel like it's worth it and i you know like i said earlier i don't want to do this halfway i want to do it right and enjoy it yeah most definitely the latest news from marineland is that the tank is done It was water tested for four days, and I guess it held water, so that's a good sign. (laughs) Because I plan to (laughs) fill it up with water for like 20,000 days or something. And um, then they are crating it up, and it should ship soon. I'm hoping it'll arrive on November 3rd, because I think that's when I'll have the fish room ready by. I think if it comes any sooner, I'm not going to be ready, and it's going to be in my way. And I'd really like to get the last of the sheet rocking done before there's a tank in the way. Yeah, that's cool. So that's my tank news. Jesse, do you have tank news? I have a tank, a tank, a tank, a tank, I have a tank, I have a tank. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. I've seen it. It's beautiful. Tell us all about Uh, it. All right. Well, for those of you that don't know, I had a 150-gallon custom-built tank about a year and a half ago, maybe close to two years now, Um, and... I broke it down because I lived about an hour away from it. It was at my parents' house because I lived in an apartment and I knew I, knew I was going to be moving, so I set it up somewhere more stable. But um, been a long time without a tank, and I'm in a, an apartment now that I'm very happy with, but I don't have a lot of space because it's only one bedroom. So when I saw the Solana 60 XL, um, I knew exactly that's what I wanted because it's a cube and it's just gorgeous. So I... Um, I hunted one down and I acquired it last week sometime. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Um, For those of you that don't know this tank, it is a two by two by two, um, two foot by two foot by two foot tank with three glass panels of Starfire. Nice. It's rimless and it also comes with a rimless glass sump underneath the tank and it comes with a really gorgeous black stand it's just like you know just beautiful beautiful furniture quality um wood um what else let's see it's uh it's already drilled with the with the uh, center overflow in the back right. and it's got a, a dursa stand pipe that it comes with and i'm planning on modding some of the stuff i mean it is ready to go as it is but i'm a big proponent of refugiums I love refugiums and I love staring at the little critters that grow. And I mean, I'm sure that I know that it helps with nutrient export, but in, and basically helping with a, a, a tank. But I mean, I had all kinds of shrimp growing in my refugium. I just love refugiums. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the, um, the sump as it stands. I'm going to silicone baffles in it. Now, given that this 
piece of equipment is just sexy as it is. Everything about it just screams sexiness. So, of course, it goes well in my apartment. Um, Because your apartment (laughs) screams sexy when I see it. Everything about me screams sexy when you see it. There you go. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Anyway, no, I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up. You know, I definitely, I want to DIY, but I don't want to make it look um, bad at all. So I'm going to take a lot of care in siliconing, taping off the silicone so that I get clean lines and I'm going to try to do my best. Um, the only thing that's holding me up is I have to figure out what kind of skimmer I want. This is my first tank with a sump in my life because uh, I've always gone the whole sumpless, you know, hang on back refugium type of route. Right. So I need to research um, what good skimmers can fit in a small area because I think maybe I'll have like six inches, maybe no, like maybe nine inches by nine inches. That's the footprint of the skimmer that I can have. Mm-hmm. So I'm balanced, you know, I've got a lot of uh, research to do on um, what kind of skimmers are best in that area, basically. Yeah. So there's the needle impellers and then there's the Venturi skimmers. Um, there's also the Berlin, what is it? Is it the, the third one? It's the one with the loud tube. There's the Beckett injector. Beckett. I kept what what I want to say Berlin. It's Beckett. The Beckett skimmers. So I got a lot to think about um to put in a small space. So I'm gonna be doing a lot of research this uh this weekend at Reefa Palooza. And if you guys have any suggestions, you can put them in the comments under the show notes. Yeah, please do, please do. I have a I have actually a blog for my sump that I started with um you know, kind of like a layout. Now that layout's gonna change because actually the feedback from that first thing was I was going to go from uh, tank the drain into the refugium, pass it over to the skimmer section, and then on to the return. And everybody was basically like, you know, you don't want to put your skimmer between the refuge and the return because it's going to basically skim out all your good little critters and whatnot you're trying to get up in the tank. So I'm going to have to revamp how I'm going to do this, and I haven't figured it out yet. One thing, though, that came to mind is my buddy has a hang on back refugium. It's one of those big CPR refugiums mm-hmm. and it's established and everything. And I'm just kind of considering the ramifications of just having an external refugium. Can you hang it on the sump? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hang on back of the sump. Why not? It's, there's an, it's a there's glass space. sump. Huh? There's enough space for it to fit in there, in that stand? Yeah, yeah. The stand is, is quite large underneath. I mean, if I push the sump all the way to the back, um, the refugium can sit on the front, and it yeah, there's plenty of room. There's even That's probably good. eight inches more left over. That's good. But I'm also concerned about um, electricity and the usage. So that's adding another pump to the mix. Yeah. Not really... I mean, it's a very, very small pump, but... I know, but it all adds up when it's on the same wall because it's right next to your desk with your computers. Exactly. That's the thing that I'm worried about is that when I have I have um, an air conditioning unit mm-hmm. and my computer all on the same wall, and I believe it'd be on the same circuit. I'm not sure. I haven't tried it out yet, but I do know that when um, in the summertime when I have my air conditioning running, which is a... Um, one of those standalone units that you plug into the wall or the window or whatever, I can't microwave something at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, what you need is a extension cord from like different room for the air conditioner, but a heavy duty extension cord, one designed to carry that kind of power for the air, the air conditioner. Really? Yeah. A thick one. Because if you plug it into your bedroom, for example, you're not in the bedroom. So you can run the power to have your air conditioner where you're at. But not be on the same circuit. So you're saying on the days... Now, granted, I live in San Diego, so maybe five days out of the year I have to use air conditioning. But you're saying that I have to have a very long extension cord running through my house on those days? Not a very long one. The right length. If you can get 25 Ugh. feet, do that. If it's 15 feet, do that. Get a 12-foot cord. Well, we'll figure it out. That'll be the worst-case scenario because I'll have my tank running all the time. And yeah, the... the uh, you know, the air conditioning unit doesn't have to run all the time. So that might be a, a, yeah. a solution for it. The things that we do to, you know, make sacrifices for right. for our hobby. <laughs> now, one thing you didn't um, talk about anyway, is... anyway, yeah. So... You didn't talk I'm about really how you're going to light about, the tank. Um, electricity because I don't want to pay a lot. <laughs> right. And um, I was extremely fortunate to win my lighting that I'm going to use, which is the Panorama LED unit from Echo Exotic. 
I won a contest at Macna and I won this and it's an amazing little light and I'm really excited to use it. Um, it is basically 42 watts of power compared to over 150 that you could use for like a you know 150 watt metal halide on the top of this tank because it's a two by two so only one is one is necessary. But um, it has 24 10,000 K LEDs and 12 253 NM blue LEDs. So mm -hmm. total that's 36 LEDs on this little square panel. Um, and it's, you know, it's backed up to a heat sink that's about an inch thick or something. And it's a nice little compact unit. Um, the only thing is that it's a retrofit. And, you know, this tank is sexy, rimless. It does come with like this, I, I don't know what you would want to call it, a trim kit. Let's put it that way. You can set this removable black trim around the top and mm -hmm. then your glass top actually sits on top of that. So if you want it to be rimless and open to the air, you can. Um, but I kind of want to keep the evaporation down to a minimum. So I'm thinking about leaving this trim on so that I can have a glass top and also keep my rasses that I'm planning on buying off, you know, out of the floor. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So even though it is rimless, I think I'm going to keep this little black trim on. It looks sexy either way. It really, really does. But anyway, what I'm saying all this to say is that I can't have a canopy. Um, and... That makes it really hard for this little retro fixture, re, or retro uh, fixture that I have. So I'm building this. Um, I guess you, in in reality, it's a floating canopy, probably a, a thin four inch little box, basically. So you're using the force to make it float? Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm gonna hang it with um, one of my LED or my, one of my DIY. Uh, light hanging arms. I did an article on it before and I'm going to do another article on it for this one. I'm going to take pictures cause I'm going to paint it and it looks a little bit different than the other ones did. Um, so yeah, I'll do an article on that. Um, cause I actually, I, Oh, you know what? Yeah. I ended up cheating a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember last time I bought a pipe bender? Yeah. Um, that might have gotten returned to Home Depot the next day. I don't hmm. know. Yeah. But it's not at my house. And so I went to Home Depot today to buy the electrical conduit. And I was looking right there and the pipe bender was right there and there was nobody in the aisle way. So I kind of, uh, bent <laughs> you, it right there. On Home the Depot. spot? That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm nothing if not utilitarian. That was a um, good idea, actually. So, so some happy person will still be able to purchase that pipe bender. It's, it's, it's still in the in the Home Depot where I left it. Um, nice. Wow, that's hilarious. That was good thinking. Um, anyway, so yes, I'm building a floating canopy that I'm pretty excited about because I'm also going to mount some uh, stunner strips from Echo Exotic. Yeah. To supplement. To get some extra blue. Yeah, because I want um, it to look extra blue. I mean, I honestly don't even know if I'm going to need it yet. I haven't put the uh, the light over corals, but I know that I prefer personally a very, very blue tank. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, you know, be getting the stunner strips. And I've, I've wrote up the plans for this uh, hanging canopy to include two stunner strips on each side. Yeah. So... We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so that's going on. I'm going to mod the sump. I have this light hanging thing going. And then hopefully I'm going to be doing a water test here um, tomorrow because I'm going to be going to Reef Palooza this weekend. Right. And it is my goal to um, to do a couple things that I'm pretty excited about. <laughs> Actually, and I don't want to really tell people because then they're going to get this idea and do it. But um, you know, Reef Nutrition's booth? Yes. Well, at the larger trade shows, they have those three cylinder columns that they fill with um, fuzzy fights, I think, or it's macro feast or something like that, and mm -hmm. chigger pods and something else. And right. The third one. Well, after the show, what are they going to do with all that stuff? <laughs> They're going to give them to you, apparently. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring some empty containers and I'm going to relieve them a large amount of tigger pods. <laughs> there you go. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I wanted to at least put them in my my sump to start a refugium. And that's not going to happen until I can get tank full of water. And 
that's not going to happen until I can get this light bar attached to the back and move <laughs> the tank. You know, there's so many things that have to happen before then. So you need to buy test Luck. kits. You need to buy salt. What brand of salt <gasps> are you going to use? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I went with my old faithful, my old tank. I used to use um, Red Sea Coral Pro Salt. Mm-hmm. I was always happy with it. My levels were always pretty stable, pretty decent um, calcium and everything like that. And I know that there's like a couple of new things that have come out since I had a tank. You know, I've seen the, oh, is it the Seachem? That's the Seachem does a specific type of salt that's for, you know, reef tanks. There's a couple brands. So, you know, I might have to uh, do some research on that. But I do know that Red Sea Coral Pro Salt is a trusty rusty for me. So mm-hmm. I got me a bucket of that um, to mix up. And um, I have my Milev's Reef RODI unit that I'm really excited Yay! about using. And I got all <laughs> new um, filters for that. And I, right. that's set up actually underneath my kitchen sink. Good. And I've been, for the last year and a half, actually, I was really happy with how you have that because since you have the DI separate, for the last year and a half, I've been using it to make my drinking water. Yeah. Which, and it's it's really stupid, and, and people probably don't care, but unless you're a girl who lives on a second story or a third story <laughs> walk up, you'll know that you hate carrying up those two and a half gallon things of water all the time. I mean, yeah. it, got, it gets tiring you have to go back down to your car which is street parking for me it's yeah. it's not like right you know so it was a big deal for me to have this rodi unit and just be able to use the uh the ro part for drinking water right um and it tastes delicious but anyway so i have that and um i went in, up to uh temecula and retrieved the di part of it from my parents house this weekend so right. Getting all that together, and I'm really, really excited to have a tank again. And I have so much stuff to plan. Um, hopefully, getting rock for it this weekend, and then I'm gonna—I am going to make this thing a jaw-dropping show tank. There you go. That's what I like to hear. That's what we all like to hear. Oh, you just wait. I mean, I haven't even started. I haven't allowed myself to think about livestock yet because I'm gonna take so much time in making this rock look like something that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm strapping it together. I'm epoxying it. I'm just doing everything to it to make it like hang in ways that gravity wouldn't allow it to normally. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. And so, you know, if you're using Marco rock, they've were just recently released this new product where they glue the concrete together. It's like a concrete mixing kit just to glue the rock together. Oh, really? Yeah. It comes with a trowel, a little bucket. You add some water, you mix it up and you can, travel it all together they showed it at Magnus, no so i guarantee they'll have it at reef of palooza oh i'm gonna have to check that out because i might i was worried about like how you know i wanted to get maybe i had always used um two little fishies has a red um coralline cover colored epoxy mm-hmm. and i had always got that well you know in a new tank i don't have anything that looks like coralline because it's gonna be all dead dry yeah. rock yeah. um and hopefully just maybe one or two pieces of live rock to seed it but uh I do know that Markle Rock has those um, flat rocks, and I was considering I'm, – I'm trying to decide if I want to – oh, so let me explain before I get too far ahead of myself. Markle Rocks also, also has these rocks that are um, shaved completely flat to one side, mm-hmm. and they are made so that you can actually silicone them onto your back wall and make a rock wall out of them. And that, of course, in itself is, is really neat, and I may um, – I may use one or two, but I don't think that I want my whole back wall used. I kind of want like this bonsai minimalist type of rock work. And it might work where one or two, like at the top or at the base, I can use um, the flat rock. But yeah, that's also something that I've been considering. But yeah, I didn't know about the the cement. The cement. I'm going to have to check that out. This weekend, I'm coming to San Diego. Yay! Guys, you don't understand. I've known him almost four years now. He's never once been to my house. He thinks that I'm kind of some kind of like sexual predator or something because he will not. He <laughs> I will do not come over to my house. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stay at the street and just look up and wave through the window where it's safe, where people Whatever. can see me. I want to be able to make sure there's witnesses. <laughs> sexual Mark, predator. You get me if you tried. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to San Diego, and then from there, we drive up to Orange County for Reef of Palooza, which is a big deal. It's a big event by SCMAS, Southern California Marine yep. Aquarium Society, and I'll be speaking there this weekend, and we have our Reef Addicts booth. We're going to be doing video interviews again. We're going to be taking pictures. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be drinking, and we invite all of you listeners that are in Southern California 
to make the drive out and attend the conference or uh, the event. It's going to have, I mean, I know primarily the biggest deal is, of course, the selling and trading and sharing of frags. I mean, that's how it all started. It was a big frag fest. And now it's got speakers, and it's got vendors, and it's got Reef Addicts! Yeah, right? I'm so excited to be set up there. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. You should definitely come out and check it out. And It's a nice operation. It's run really well. It's been going on for, for quite a few years now. Um, yeah, like he said, it started out in somebody's backyard. But uh, it, it's really going to be fun, and it's going to be... Um, that is uh, October 23rd and 24th. In Costa Mesa at the Orange, uh, the Orange County, excuse me, yeah, the Orange County Fair and Events Center. Yeah, or what I call the Orange County Fairgrounds. Yeah, there you go. And when you get in there, of course, you pay to park, and then you come inside, and there's an entry it's, fee, I of think course. It's, $15. it's it's the the cost is ten dollars per day if you want to go Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. or fifteen dollars for the weekend, and you can always get um, a five dollar discount for being a part of a uh, any club. Nice. Um, yeah, there's and there's some five dollar coupons again. They're floating out there. I know that uh, Marine Depot. I think if you order something from Marine Depot, you get a five dollar coupon and and one of their things too. So. And then of course I didn't mention it, but as you guys know, whenever there's a club event going on, there's always a raffle. So there's opportunities to win stuff, and that's how Jesse gets her tank set up. She just keeps winning everything. <laughs> so I suggest some of you guys Ooh, enter. I do. I need to. <laughs> I need to save back a couple twenties because I got some uh, winning to do this weekend. <laughs> You need some test kits. <laughs> uh-huh, yep. Mama yep. needs a new test kit. Hello, Magnesium. What's your name? Uh, of course, Jesse told me to make photo boxes, so I shipped six of them to her. So those will be available from the Reef Addicts booth, and that way you guys have an opportunity, if you've been wanting one, to pick one up in person. Mark! Yes? I need a photo box. You will not have one. These are for customers. <laughs> <laughs> We're using their money to buy liquor, Jesse. All right. Well, if you happen to not sell them, I we get better the sell one. them. Are you kidding me? It took a while to a make those stupid salesperson. things. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna rub boogers on them and be like, "Oh, Ew. sorry, you don't want that one." That's a very special one. <laughs> All right. Some other events coming up is going to be the Midwest Frag Fest, which is October 30th and 31st. That takes place in Chicago. I will be there speaking again, and then at the Mountain West Reef Fest. Jesse and I will both be at that conference. Uh, that's November 5th and 6th in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting because I'm going to be there both as Refatics and as Creative Soup. Um, I'm going to be doing some event coverage there, which is something kind of that uh, started picking up for me. Um, I got flown out to the House of Finns <clears throat> in Connecticut to do um, event coverage there, which is just photography and things like that. And I'm doing the same for the uh, Mountain West Reef Fest over there and taking pictures of everybody's booths. And they're basically getting the pictures back from me and sending them out to all the vendors and everything like that so they can have pictures of their booth. And they're very excited to have Reef Addicts out at their event as well. And one of the people on their board of directors is Adam Blundell, who is a recent addition to our ranks who has been Yay, submitting articles Adam. We love he's, you, been, Adam. he's been submitting articles to our site every week like clockwork he's setting a great example for me and for jesse <laughs> hey i but, have been putting putting some content out there i know you did really well and we're getting video clips out there and we're getting interviews out and we're sharing articles today i released one about being cheap and to stop being cheap. <laughs> uh, you know, there's always something going on, and we do keep the site active. We're trying to keep it fresh and inviting. The blog section is always busy. Something that Jesse is about to add and should be rolling out at the same time the podcast comes out is the Atlantis Marine World. Earlier in um, October, I, as I said, I got um, hired to go out to the House of Finns in Greenwich, Connecticut to cover their splash event. And I went out a little bit early and spent some time some, uh, some time with friends, and I got to hang out at the Atlantis Marine World on uh, Long Island. It's actually in Riverhead, New York. And it's run by Joe Yaulo. And Joe, I'm sorry I butchered your name. I know, I know. Um, Yaulo. It's just Yaulo. Oh, Wyulo. Okay. Well, you know, okay. Him, Joe Y. Uh, 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, he was very kind. I actually went there two days. Um, I just couldn't get in everything because I was, I lost an entire day in front of the reef tank. I <laughs> have been to a lot of public aquariums. I enjoy them and I hit them up in every city that I go to and I travel a lot. And I'm telling you, I went to this place and I was blown away. Blown away. It is, from what I understand, it's a, of course, it's a 20,000 gallon reef tank. And it is the, I was told it's the largest collection of captive grown corals in the world. That's impressive. The thing that impressed me most, if you notice, I don't, I, whenever you go to a public aquarium, a lot of times the reef tank is a faux wall with, you know, sometimes corals growing out of it or, or, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's always some kind of faux backdrop. This tank is 10 years old, I think. And it is literally from the ground up coral. You're talking probably three or four foot tall stags. I mean, massive, massive corals that like really look like a wild reef. It's just the most beautiful thing. And then you can also tell that it was, it was aquascaped by a reefer at heart because it just, it's unbelievable. The colors and the, you know, the canals that just go between the, the, um, the corals where fish swim and the fish. Oh my God. Fat, happy, gorgeous, gorgeous fish. They have this powder blue that is probably my favorite powder blue I've seen in the United States. Wow. And it's just so gorgeous. Um, so I lost pretty much an entire day of <laughs> sitting in front of this tank. And then I left at night and I realized that I didn't see all the rest of the tanks in the entire aquarium. Right. Um, but when I was there, Joe took me back and I did the behind the scenes tour I got to go above the reef aquarium. I took pictures of um, the lighting that they had. I got to feed the fish from the top. And I also got a video of the feeding frenzy that happens when Joe's feeding. And it was absolutely amazing. Um, then, let's see, what else? I got to see a shark feeding while I was there, which I've already posted that little video. that I, It was just a short little video um, of feeding the uh, the nurse sharks and things that are, are there. Um I got to see the penguins. Oh, I got to, I got to hold a baby penguin. That's awesome. It was amazing. His name was Kevin, and he's my new friend. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys are friends with me on Facebook or not, but my uh, profile picture all month has been me and uh, Kevin. <laughs> so it's so cute. I love it. I'll post that in the show notes, too, because he's just too cute. And it was their penguins are really soft, really soft and oily, too. Really? They have an oil gland in their butt that tends to um, secrete. <laughs> and it works its way all the way up the it, side it of the animal. It works its way around. So, wow. yeah. Um, most importantly, the thing that I want to point out, um, we went back after hours for a little bit of um, adult beverages and pizza in front mm -hmm. of the reef tank. <laughs> right. Because after hours, um, apparently, all the uh, the fish start spawning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one thing I see all the time on Facebook. He's always putting updates about this fish spawning or that fish spawning. He's always doing videos and pictures. Yeah, and so he's not I follow lying. That. These people, yeah. these fish are getting busy up in his reef. Let me tell you, <laughs> we sat there. There was, I mean, oh, there's probably eight or ten of us. And we're sitting there and just kind of like on... Um, on fish sex watch <laughs> <laughs> we we sat back in lawn chairs and and pointed out we're like oh oh the tangs are gonna go the, the, the tangs are gonna go oh look wait look look at the puffers oh the puffers oh the puffers got it on <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was a lot of fun but uh, that night what we were there for is the day before he had actually gone and got i think maybe 30 or 40 flashlight fish Mm -hmm. And I had never heard of these fish before, so I don't have a lot of technical information on them. Well, I just want to know, Duracell or Energizer? <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, no, I mean, so, from what I can see, they're black fish that have a mm -hmm. slit underneath their eyes, mm -hmm. um, one on each side of their face. And when the lights go out, they come out and they flap this, fi this fin or, you know, I guess they... They flap the flap is the proper term. They there flap you go. this flap, and it turns whatever this um, bioluminescent 
you know, thing on and off. And Mm -hmm. it looks crazy. It looks like fireflies is exactly what it looks like. So we turned off all the lights in the aquarium, all the lights in the lobby where we were sitting, and it's completely black. And Mm. all you see is fireflies in this aquarium. They're amazing. It looks unbelievable. Now, I also got a video of that. Oh, good. Because that's what we want to see. Well, yeah, but it's literally just a black screen with moving dots and unless yeah but it's high def well it's it, it may be i don't know try to focus a manually focused camera in the dark on yeah. some moving spots it's you know it's good it's just you have to it has more sentimental value than production quality right <laughs> but yeah that was unbelievable so i highly suggest anybody who's in the new york Connecticut, you know, New England area to go to Atlantis Marine World. You won't be disappointed. There is a whole bunch of other things to see there. I mean, there's the the Stingray Petting Tank, which was really cool. I spent some time there. They have a huge, huge, like, I guess it's called the Nemo Tank. It's um, anemones and clownfish and Moorish idols and, and hippo tanks, and it's just gorgeous. I mean, everything that Joe is doing there and all of his his uh, Aquarius that are helping him out. I mean, I met the whole lot of them and had lunch in the in the quarters and everything great people great public aquarium it's absolutely gorgeous there it's definitely a nice way to spend an afternoon and when they work on the tank do they do they wear scuba gear or do they do snuba where they have a tube no it's a i believe a whole scuba setup um i didn't get into that but i'm pretty sure that joe goes in in gear i mean we've seen okay. pictures of him on facebook but yeah i just can't remember in... if he wears the tanks or if he's running air from you know, uh, yeah I, a gizmo. I would guess a tank it's yeah. big enough for him to do that um yeah it's something like that, 14 feet front to back i think well that's, a, that's exactly what i was about to mention the cool thing that i i um i realized is it almost the way that he designed it the background falls off to completely black like yeah. you can't even there is no it almost just goes out into nothingness because i would guess that the rock cool. stops at maybe i don't know 12 11 12 feet yeah. and the lights stop as well yeah. So that the background that's painted black, when it's not lit and there's no rock or anything going up to it, it really just goes off into like an abyss. And yeah. it doesn't distract the eye at all from the gorgeous, the gorgeous corals and things that are happening there. So it's just, it's unbelievable. It, it's kudos to Joe. Hats off. He's done an amazing job. It's And I took... Um, I took hundreds of pictures that I'm going to splice together to make a full tank shot Um, because I don't know that he has a really good one. Um, And I noticed that he just, he did some re-aquascaping recently. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'm going to splice that together. I won't be able to get that into the show notes, but um, you know, when I do. We're going to look forward to seeing all your pictures. So the sooner you can get them done, the better. Well, I'll put some together for the show notes. But yeah, the uh, the rest of the pictures are going to have to wait. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, it sounds like an amazing trip. I'd love to go myself sometime. Oh, I, I felt so lucky to be there. It was amazing. It really was. And the, and the staff is just great. And they brought the penguins out. Oh, they brought the baby <laughs> penguins out to the front of the tank. And they yeah. put them up on their little railing. And um, the penguin liked to just sit there and watch the reef tank. So I have this really cute picture of this baby penguin sitting staring at the reef tank and anytime a fish would uh, swim too close to the glass mm-hmm. the penguin would attack the glass to try to get the fish yeah he wants to eat the antheus yeah it's what it, exactly what it was <laughs> and it's so adorable yeah oh well i do know that in the past that all the penguins were nick were given the name from a seinfeld character yeah there is um pam Pam was the firstborn, and she's kind of a little cocky about it, too. She does not like the attention that Kevin gets. Kevin's my favorite, by the way. He's the one who let me hold him. And uh, he's a nice guy, but he's getting bigger and growing old, like larger than Pam, even though that he's younger. And they kind of have a little bit of dominant struggles every once in a while, and it's kind of cute to watch. Um, Angela is awkward. She's just over in the corner, so it's it's like a very... He named the penguins with their personality, you know. Nice. It's very, very nice, but yeah. But I thought that it was Seinfeld characters, like Elaine, George. No, 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 it was George. from The Office. It was from The Office. Oh, from The Office. I thought Pam, it was Pam, Kevin, Seinfeld. and Angela from The Office. Oh, maybe the previous ones were Seinfeld characters, because I, I remember adults. it was Seinfeld. Yeah, I remember Seinfeld, too. I think maybe the adults that are out on the island on the display. Are- I didn't know he's switching shows. I can't cooperate with this anymore. <laughs> 
But yeah, anytime you get to hear Joe um, speak on it or anything, it, it's ugh, I can't gush about it enough. It was the highlight. It was really good. Yeah. And also, um, just a quick note for those of you that are rare fish lovers. Check out my blog um, that I posted a few weeks back from from the House of Fins coverage. They had unbelievable stock of rare fish in, um, I'm talking like the neon hogfish, the conspicuous angel, some crazy rare um, basslets and candy basslet, just um, gem tang, all these, and I took plenty of pictures and I put them all in one massive eye candy thread of fish. So we'll link to that in the show notes, but if you're an exotic uh, rare fish lover, you'll get to see some great photography of some uh, quality specimens there. Yeah, you did a great job with that. All right, then let's talk about new products. Something new that I recently got, and I will be doing a full product review about it once I have a tank set up. But for now, it's just in beta mode, I guess you could say. I got the Skimmer Swabby, which is sold by Avast Marine. And it's a gizmo that has a motor that's embedded into the lid of your protein skimmer. And it has a squeegee that goes round and round. And it keeps the skimmer neck clean. And it's something that I do manually. I actually take the lid off and I have this tiny little squeegee that came from a Champion Lighting uh, freebie giveaway. And I'd scrape away the gunk every single day. And that way I wouldn't have to remove the cup to wash it that day. It'd give me a couple days break. Well, the skimmer swabby, you plug it into a timer. You let it run for one minute, like, you know, four times a day. And it is to keep your skimmer running at peak efficiency instead of being gunked up. Now, some people believe nice. that skimmer works better when it's gunked up. I tend to disagree completely. I find the skimmers work great when they're clean, and the dirtier they get, the less effective they are, just based on how much skimmate I see collecting in the cup. And so I was very happy to buy this this product from these guys. They sent out the first one. I got it pretty quick. I got it within a week, and it came with the brand new lid, <laughs> the motor, or the squeegee. But the squeegee was the wrong size, and I contacted them. And within a couple more days, I had received the correct part, and I've got it installed on my Euro Reef skimmer. So I'm very excited about that. I like to have new toys for the new tank. <laughs> and so I wanted to tell you guys about that. The uh, product, uh, I don't know what the warranty is. I don't even care. I'm sure it's, if there's a problem, I'm sure they'll take care of it. Gotcha. But um, I think I paid something like $183 shipped for this. And for those that are wondering what, you know, some kind of a squeegee attachment might cost normally. Usually that's a lot more. I know that Deltec has a collection cup washing system that has their squeegee. It's like $1,200. And this one here is under $200. So I thought that was affordable. But at Macna, um, Jesse's got a video she'll be releasing at some point. The Deltec uh, vendor showed us a manually controlled uh, squeegee where you could twist a knob on the top of your, your collection cup and clean the inside walls and that was like priced at a hundred dollars and you just do it by hand so there are options for keeping your equipment clean and that is one new thing that came out another new thing that i got is for the np the nitrate phosphate pellets that everyone's been the rave about they're all excited and next reef sent me out a large reactor the mr1 which is huge and that's going to be going in my new sump and it's going to help keep nitrate and phosphate under control in my tank i pray now a lot of these, there's a lot of different products on the market to put in the reactor, and I'm going to be using, uh, what is it called? Vertex. And it's just because that's what Premium Aquatics had in stock. <laughs> EcoBach from Warner Marine was out of stock. They didn't know when they'd get it in. I had a pallet of stuff coming this way, and I said, well, then give me the other stuff. So I, I pretty much got what originally came out in the first place. It was like one of the first products to come to market, and that's what I got two liters of to run my reactor. And I'm kind of excited. I kind of should be running it right now, but I really want to get everything clean and start fresh, and I don't want to tie it into the old system. So a big product review will come out about that as well once I've used it. I just I can't really talk about something I just got in the mail, and it's pretty. I think I need to use it and talk about how it's holding up and how it's operating and, and what I like and what I dislike. So those things will be coming out on the site under the product review section. In local news, the one thing that I have to share, which is kind of a big deal for DFW Mass, we are having our big frag swap on November 13th. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or driving distance and you want to attend, it's open to everyone. It's open to the club members and to the public. And usually we have 200 people show up, maybe more. 
It just depends. Usually it's like this big initial rush, and then those people clear out, and then you're down to like 50 people that hang around for a while and trade war stories and drink and look at pretty frags and talk about stuff with their tanks. And that'll be taking place at the Irving Bible Church, and it is free to enter. If you're going to sell, you have to pay for a table if you're not a club member. But we'd be glad to have you. You can find out all about this on dfwmass.org. Mark, one thing that I wanted to mention that I completely forgot about. Tell everybody about your uh, new website look. Okay, sure. You know, it's kind of cool. Uh, I talked to this new... Uh, we got the sponsor in Reef Addicts. I don't know if you guys have noticed. It's creativesoup.com. <laughs> and that company knows how to make a website look prettier. And, you know, I've got this little shop section on my site that on Milo's Reef that... I have been berated about for some time that it just doesn't it's look just ugly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I on, said berated. <laughs> I thought it worked, but you know, I mean, it, I'm selling products, and that's what I'm selling, and it's it's real. Yeah. No. But well, okay. This is this is my thing. Jesse says. I mean, I'm sorry. Me, creative just... soup. Creative soup says no one's going to buy from that place because it doesn't look like a real store. <laughs> All right, people. This is my this is my issue with him. He has really great product that's manufactured professionally. It's it's a great product. But he made his website himself and it's old fashioned looking and all it was was snapshots of like the the his RODI unit like hanging over his washer and dryer and that's like how he was trying to sell it. Now, I'm all for that. It's it's gone great for him over the years and everything. I mean, obviously I bought one off of him, but um yeah, I just thought that he deserved better looking stuff. So when we went down to Florida, um, I took some pictures of some stock photography and I worked and cut them out and made good looking little, uh, little pictures for his storefront. So his storefront got a little, um, facelift, a facelift. Thank you. That's what the words I was looking for. His store got storefront got a facelift. Now, when I have time and I find a programmer that I can bribe, I'm going to get in there and do some nitty gritty on that. And I'm going to get you like a real shopping cart and I'm going to, you know, do real product description pages with, you know, real information because these products, I mean, the RODI systems is a lot better than the competition. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but your stuff is very, very good quality. Thank and you. I don't think you sell it the way you should. Yeah, I think what I need on my on my shop page, honestly, is like little testimonials from people saying how much they love it. Yeah. Because I get emails from customers saying I had no, no Mark, idea it was that a, well built. You need a new shop page. <laughs> you don't just need to add another stupid little widget that has, you know, another cut and paste. Oh, this is what Joe in Hoboken says. <laughs> but Joe is an important guy. All right. All right. Anyway. So you get the point. Anyway, if you want to see... Jesse's amazing, I mean, Creative Soup's amazing work. <laughs> then you go to milosreef.com slash shop. Or if you're on the front page of Milos Reef, you click on that cute little shopping cart button that she made on the front page. You need a new thing. You need to just revamped. It's like a stubborn mule, people. Stubborn mule. Anyway, that's all I want to say. It does look really nice. So thank you, creativesoup.com, for being a sponsor for reefaddicts.com. <laughs> <laughs> guys i hope that you enjoyed the show and for those of you that didn't don't write in <laughs> <laughs> and for the rest of you tell us what you thought tell us if you have questions thoughts concerns suggestions we're open to all of that we love your comments and yeah we... most definitely people you can either contact us on reefaddicts.com and pm us um milev of course is milev and jesse is of course jesse um but if you are um you want to contact us by email you can contact us either at uh, milev at reefaddicts.com or jesse j-e-s-s-y at reefaddicts.com and we love feedback we love um constructive criticism we love hearing from you period yeah so be sure to write in and uh let us know what you think we have facebook we have twitter we have youtube all those things are there for you to reach us and we do look at all those different sources to make sure we're keeping up so that's it and we will talk to you again in november happy reefing I still
This is gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> Did you restart or save and then restart it? You can use those pieces because I know that, that that's what happened. <laughs> Tone tan, fit and ready. Turn it up because it's getting heavy. Wild, wild, West Coast. These are the girls I love the most. I mean the ones, I mean like she's the one. That'll be fun to cut up and slice, slice and dice. The new Ginsu podcast brought to you by Ginsu Knives. Okay, I won't play. I love the bait just like I love that lake. Venice Beach and Palm Springs. Summertime is everything. Homeboys banging out. All that ass hanging out. Bikinis, bikinis, martinis, no wings. Just the king and the queen. Katie, my lady. Look at here, baby. I'm all up on you because you represent California.